So I made a $10,000 mistake and this episode title is not clickbait, unfortunately. I learned so much through the process and I really wanted to share it with you because mistakes in business happen. It could actually be less than 10K, it could be more than 10K, but if you ever feel like you've made a mistake and you want to throw up or you have that insane drop in the pit of your stomach, I hope that this episode is helpful for you. Welcome to Recloseted Radio. This is the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing clothing brand, or making a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted. Each week, I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. Okay, so let's just dive right in. This happened a few months ago in August of 2022, and I specifically waited a few months before I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because I wanted to make sure I still wasn't super emotional about it, but also I wanted to ensure that I had properly processed it and really thought of all my learning so that I could share it with all of you because as my other entrepreneur friends have told me and as other mentors have told me, you know, everyone makes mistakes in business. This is also not the first and last mistake I'm ever going to make. So you really need to learn how to stomach them. You need to learn how to deal with them. And that's really the topic of this episode today. And so I'm really going to try hard not to rant and, you know, apologies in advance if you don't like swearing. I do think I will swear a few times. I hope that's okay. But basically, I'm going to start this episode with giving you a little bit of background information around what happened so you can get all the tea if you're into that. And then I'm going to talk about what I learned from this process and also what I would do differently if I was in that person's shoes. And then we will also talk about how you can apply all these learnings for your business. So let's dive in. If you follow us on Instagram, and if you don't, we are just at Recloseted, so a little plug there. Or if you're subscribed to our email newsletters, you would have gotten a snippet of what I'm about to share with you because I did a really popular reel that kind of blew up on Instagram about my 10K mistake. And then for our August CEO Confessions newsletter, I also shared in long form what I'm about to share in this podcast. But since then, again, like I've had more time to process what happened and I've really thought about it to really maximize my learnings. So we're gonna go deeper in the podcast, but just in case you're subscribed to us on Instagram and you have our emails, then yes, I am talking about kind of the same PR nightmare situation. So let's wind the clock. So in June, I decided to hire a public relations or PR agency. So they were referred to me by a trusted source and I did the initial sales call with them. During the sales call, they didn't necessarily have a lot of experience in the sustainability space, but they had gotten a lot of great results for other people. So I was like, you know what, let's just try this. Let's go for it. And the reason why I was hiring them was for our launch in September because I just thought it would be great to get more buzz and more visibility. So overall, I was really, really excited to work with them and looking forward to it. However, I really think that making decisions on who you're going to work with needs to not be taken so lightly. And in the past, I do admit that if I feel 
like this person is competent. I feel like I'm aligned with their values. I want to support and vote with my dollars and like, you know, support what they're vision is what their mission is and also want to support their team then i'll work with them and i do now feel like i need to do way more due diligence and that should have been kind of the just like the standard from the get-go but yeah like just do more due diligence before making big decisions and i think often when service providers like a consultant or a pr person or someone like that like if a service provider or even a product comes recommended by a friend or by a mentor or just someone you know we tend to do less research and we don't fully go through our entire decision making process or our entire due diligence process because there is this perceived layer of trust, right? Because if X person recommends this person or this product, then it must be great. And I'm not saying that every referral is going to end up like my situation, but I'm simply saying that don't let that blind your judgment and you still need to go through the process of just analyzing if it's the right fit for you. And also don't feel pressured if someone's referring someone else to you that you have to sign up with them because that can also play into things as well. So just don't feel pressure and just make the best decision for you and for your business. And when I say do your due diligence, just ensure that you check that the person has worked with other people in your industry, the person has gotten other people the type of results that you want to get, that person is aligned with your values, like just check all the different things that would make you feel comfortable working with that person and just make sure you just do that due diligence. And at the end of the day, you still have to take a leap of faith in some instances and that's okay. You can try to get as much information as you can, but at the end of the day, even if you get all the information and that other person's just a shitty person pardon my french then you know you you've really done everything you can and i have shared before that i go to counseling i go to therapy i think everyone should do that especially if you're in business but my therapist always brings up a really good point around what's on your side of the street and what's on their side of the street right so take the responsibility take the ownership to vet everyone you work with do your due diligence but at the end of the day there is this standard around if you're signing up for services or you're getting a product you expect something as a customer and so it's up to the service provider and it's up to the person that's manufacturing the products to step up to the plate and meet that standard as well so make sure you do your due diligence but also Know what's on your side of the street or what you're responsible for and then know what's on their side of the street and what they're responsible for. And now without getting too into the weeds, because again, I don't want to rant. And although this is very therapeutic for me, I also want this to be beneficial to you. But I am going to rant for like maybe about 30 seconds and I hope that's okay. But basically we started working together and it was just a series of headaches and a series of fuck ups, if you will. So we had our first kickoff call and the person leading the agency did not show up. Yeah, she ghosted me, completely wasted my time. And as someone that is so insanely busy and as someone that like values their time very 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 much because time is literally the only thing I cannot get back I was so annoyed and then also I have never no-showed a client before like never in my life and so I would be absolutely mortified if I did something like that and she later apologized but she kind of chalked it up to traveling and it's slipping her mind and I was like okay that's kind of weird and whatever but I just gave her the benefit of the doubt and just continued to work together. And really, in hindsight, that really should have been the first big red flag. 
And listen, I'm not saying that you should be tallying or keeping tabs on what people are doing, but if you are paying someone for a service and they're not performing up to your standard at all, then you absolutely need to say something because you don't want to just harbor all of that resentment. It's not good for you, it's not good for the other person. So I will talk about that a little bit more later, but that was kind of the first red flag, if you will. And then her team put together my pitch page. So in PR, you have like a one pager where you send publications, podcast hosts, all these different types of people, a one page PDF on yourself. And when they developed the pitch page and they sent it to me for approval, I noticed there were typos, there were grammatical errors, and one sentence was also repeated. And this, again, should have been another red flag because this shows the quality of work. I would never send stuff to a client with typos, with grammar errors, and just like not proofreading it, right? Like I think just again shows the quality of work. And I just again chalked it up to, oh, maybe they're just busy or whatever. And then I, as a client, went in, made the edits because that's just the type of person I am. And I should not be doing that as a client. And then they just move forward with pitching. The last straw, though, was when a member of her team pitched our hello at recloseted.com email, which is, as you know, the email that I give all of you to come contact us and all that stuff. But I got a pitch email in that inbox for me to be on Recloseted Radio. Yeah, you heard that right. So they pitched me to be on the podcast that you are listening to right now. And essentially, they pitched me to be on my own podcast. And so what that means is they didn't even know that this was my own podcast. Like, what? And then what makes it even worse, if you can believe it gets worse, is I hadn't seen the emails they were sending out to be pitching um, me for because I guess like that's not really standard which makes no sense because I really think clients should be able to see how you're positioning them and what you're saying and all that stuff. But anyways, I digress. So I had never seen kind of the emails they're sending out to other publications on my behalf. And because they had mistakenly pitched me to be on my own podcast, I finally got to see the email. And the email that they were using to pitch me, oh my God, like when I tell you that I saw it in our inbox, my heart sank. And then when I read the email, my heart basically just like went out of my body because in the email, my name was spelled wrong, which is, you know, my number one pet peeve, but also reflects poorly on me and also on them. Secondly, recloseted was inaccurately represented, which was like WTF. And then last but not least, they were also pitching me as a person of color, which was strange to me because we never had a discussion about how to position me and I had never really okayed that. And personally for me, like I'd rather my accomplishments and my successes and my achievements be the reason why publications and podcast people want to have me on, not because of my background and my ethnicity. And so the fact that they were doing that without my consent was also like WTF. And when this all first happened, I remember feeling really numb. And like I mentioned, like my heart sank as soon as I saw the email. And then it like really just went out of my body once I read it. And it was just such a out of body experience. Like I don't know how to talk about it because it was a lot of money that I had invested, 10K, as you know. And then also I had been really excited about this because this was supposed to help us with our launch. So there was a lot riding on this as well. And then I just felt so in denial because I was like, oh my God, like I spent so much money. There's a lot riding on this. Like this cannot be happening right now. That was kind of my first, that was my first gut instinct. And it wasn't even anger. Anger came much, much later. But I think the first emotions that I felt were just shock and then just 
like, is this actually happening? And if you're ever experiencing something like this, it's okay if you don't get angry right away. And in fact, I'm usually a pretty chill, pretty agreeable person. Like if you listen to the podcast and you know me in real life, then you know that's true. And so it takes a lot for me to be angry is basically what I'm saying. And so anger was not even the first emotion I experienced. It was really just shock and just denial. And then I told some of my close entrepreneurial friends and all of them were like, this is insane. You need to fire them immediately. And so I knew in my gut we were getting there just with all the other mistakes as well. But again, like I spent so much money and I had a lot riding on this. So I was still (laughs) holding out hope that maybe this was just like a spam email or this wasn't real. But when things like this happen, you need to absolutely raise your concerns. And so one of the things I am really proud of myself for doing is just raising those concerns right away. As soon as I got that email, I basically asked her and her team to stop pitching. I asked them to give me an explanation as to what was going on. And I cannot stress this enough. If you hire someone to do something or even if you buy your product, if you are not happy with it or someone slips up, you need to give them that feedback right away. I used to stay quiet. I used to make excuses for people, but that doesn't benefit anyone because Like I mentioned previously, you end up harboring a lot of resentment and then the working relationship just deteriorates because you might start being passive aggressive, you might start not wanting to work with them and it'll show. And so as the client, you really need to bring things up so that the service provider can take that feedback and improve and then also try to rectify the situation. When this happened, there was an experience of emotions, let me tell you. And so when you have something like this happen to you, you're likely also going to experience a wide range of emotions. And it might range from being angry to being sad to being devastated to just being so infuriated. And that's okay because it is a really, really shitty situation. And it is incredibly traumatizing when it is your baby and it's your business, right? And so basically, I'll keep this short, but I just I just felt so many things, right? Like I felt stupid for hiring them in the first place. I was so rightfully upset because I spent $10,000 and they had ended up causing me more harm than good. And then also I was so stressed out because we were in the middle of preparing for our launch and this was literally the last thing I needed. And then on top of that, I was absolutely infuriated with how she handled the situation. And like I mentioned, it takes a lot for me to be angry. So I am not going to go through and rant about how she handled this whole thing. But just let me tell you the way she handled it was absolutely mind-boggling and I've learned so much about what not to do in these types of situations and what kind of person I want to be but I hope that I'm going to share some of these things with you and again like I hope that you can take a lot out of this and learn from it. I'm not going to go through the entire process but long story short because we were towards the beginning of working together I had decided to work with them like mid to end of June and then this email thing happened mid-July so We were really just on the start of working together. And because of that, I decided to fire them. And I asked for a refund because I was like, hey, you did all these things. You fucked up really, really bad. And also you're sending out all these pitches and like causing damage to me and the brand. So I want a refund, right? And if I were in her shoes and my team had fucked up that bad, I would definitely do the refund. But again, different people, different values. And so that did not happen. And The process of trying to just go back and forth with her and argue with her and just like try to explain to someone and give them feedback, even though it is not my duty, not my responsibility to 
train like a woman that has grown how to run her business because you know clearly something's wrong like anyways I'm getting like upset again so (laughs) I don't want to go into that anyway so I would just like act a lot differently and I hope that in sharing my learnings I can also help you act differently too if anything like this ever happens to you because getting a refund request is scary it's shitty but this is how you handle it okay and as a business owner Getting a refund request is literally the worst thing ever. I get it. It's stressful. It sucks. But you need to learn how to deal with it because in most cases, customers can actually turn into more neutral customers or even loyal customers if you handle it well. And as someone that asked for a refund and went through the most shitty process ever, I have developed five things I think that every business owner should do once they receive a refund request. And I'm going to share them with you now so that hopefully you can get something out of my experience. Your first form of communication should be to get on a call with them if they are willing to. The key is that I would acknowledge that this has already inconvenienced them. It has cost them time, money, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And this part is crucial because people value their time. And if they're already angry and now all of a sudden you're asking them for more of their time without acknowledging that this is a really you know, bad situation and you're asking for more time, you're going to piss people off even more. So just ask them politely if they're willing to spend 15 to 20 minutes to let you know more details about what the situation is so that you can use that information to create a really robust solution to rectify the situation. That is really key and I would be super respectful about it. Really say that I am available anytime you are available, I will make it work and just really bend over backwards to hear them out. And then the second thing too is to genuinely apologize to them. Say you are sorry and mean it. And in the same message, do not start making bullshit excuses about what happened or, you know, trying to deflect or blame it on one of your team members because this will not be received well when someone is angry. And so instead, really apologize to them, really emphasize that you know that this has inconvenienced them and say that you're going to do everything in your power to remedy and fix the situation for them. The third thing is to address the situation in a timely manner because an angry customer needs to be dealt with immediately. The more time you take, the more their anger stews. That being said though, don't be rash. You do want to thoughtfully think through your responses, but don't take more than five hours to get back to them. Even if you need to send them something like, hi X, I'm so sorry to hear about your experience. Thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. I'm currently getting to the bottom of this with our team and I'm aiming to get back to you by, you know, X time. Even something like that is better than radio silence until you figure out what to say. Keep them in the loop and really, again, just value their time and the fact that they reached out to you. The fourth thing is to rationally come up with the best course of action. After you have gotten all the information around what happened, you as the business owner should come up with a plan and offer them a really, really, really good solution. Your customer might ask for a refund, but what else can you do to go above and beyond and try to repair and remedy the relationship? In situations like this, like I mentioned, if you execute it well, you can actually turn an unhappy customer into a loyal customer or at the very least get them back to neutral. So in most cases, I would issue the refund only if you're at fault though. You know, some customers are just being assholes and they just want their money back and that's a completely different story. But If you and your team messed up and you know you messed up, then I would issue the refund because 
Yes, money is important, but at the end of the day, so is your reputation, so is your sanity and your values, right? And you want to operate your business in a way that you're proud of it. So issue the refund and then additionally, think about what else you can do to apologize for the inconvenience. Can they, for example, keep the original product and you will issue a refund? Or you will issue them the refund and send a new product that's up to their standards. What does that look like? And then last but not least, the fifth thing you should do is to take this as an opportunity to improve your business. Instead of wallowing in self-pity and being like, oh my God, this person asked for a refund and I have to give them their money back. Think about how you can improve an area in your business because clearly something's not working, something's broken. And so do you need to fix internal processes? Do you need to fire or change team members? Like, what does that look like? And that is so important because instead of blaming the customer, you need to take accountability as the business owner and recognize that something in your business is not working. So take the time to improve it. And so to close off this episode, I did want to say that as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you are going to make mistakes. It is inevitable. Do not beat yourself up over it. Instead, really reflect, really process what happened and then take the learnings from it. I could have just wallowed in self-pity around the $10,000 that I had just thrown down the drain. But instead, I really tried to learn as much as I could out of it and then share it with all of you so that we can really maximize this opportunity together to do better. Additionally, if you're ever in a situation like this where the other party has wronged you and they're not taking any accountability, they're not taking any ownership and it's being really really frustrating and you feel like you can't get closure then reflect on how you can get closure for yourself because we can control ourselves and our own experiences but we can't control other people and in this case for me I realized that yes money is important but at the end of the day I really want to be heard and I really want this experience not to happen to anyone else because it was extremely shitty and I I just don't want anyone else to have to go through this I ended up drafting a email just giving the person feedback. It was done very respectfully. And I basically gave her feedback on the business. And I also gave her feedback for her and her team to just think about in regards to not pitching people as POCs without their consent. And it is not my job to do that. And I did not have to take the time, the energy and the resources required to do something like that. But It did help me get closure because at least I know that I had done everything I could in my power. I was really proud of how I handled the situation. And at the end of the day, if you're just dealing with someone that just is not able to take accountability or ownership of their actions, then that's just shitty. But you can still get closure on your own side and you can still be proud of how you handle situations. Closing out this episode, though, I am not going to name names because that's not what we do. However, if you are thinking of hiring a PR agency and you're worried it's this one, please send us a DM at Recloseted on Instagram, or you can send us an email to hello at recloseted.com and I can help you verify if it's this person or not because I would honestly not want any of you to have the experience that I had and I'm really, really passionate about that. So please reach out if you're going to hire a PR agency and I can just reference and help you identify if it was these people. And if you're currently experiencing a mistake that you're not sure how to deal with, you can book a consulting intensive with me. We can chat through it in a one-on-one, one-hour strategy session. And you can check out more information at recalcited.com slash CI, or you can click the link in the show notes. And that concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, 
and tag us at Recloseted. Make sure you subscribe to our Recloseted Radio podcast on your preferred podcast platform so that new episodes are automatically downloaded and you don't miss any of our free resources. Lastly, don't forget to rate our podcast five stars and leave us a positive review. That really helps us and continues to allow us to provide this podcast for free. Together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.